0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the long weekend edition. I am Glenn ZB, We're looking back at, did I say that we're first with yesterday's news? I can't remember now. I spent too long saying long. Oh, my God, this introduction has gone on so long. There won't be any time left to play any audio. Anyway, uh, we're looking back at Monday, Sunday, Saturday, and um, on one of those days we discussed uh, the fact that we're using out- outdated medical equipment in our hospitals. That sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, Jack Tame uh, claims that the gun violence uh, isn't due to a failed buyback situation. Chiefs, on their way to the final, they just got one little hurdle left. And, um, and then Lotto, we get to have three jaws a week now. That's awesome, isn't it? But before any of that, uh, uh, youth mental health, it's a disaster. John Kirwan, Sir John Kirwan, wants to do something about it.
1: Look, why is this so important?
2: Well, I think if we've got one of the worst um, you know, mental health stats in the OCD, I, I personally believe it's important to look at the problem differently. Five years ago, I woke up and, and felt that I'd failed because I'd been the face of it for, for many years. Now, I don't, don't worry about failure. I think failure is one of our best teachers. But I decided that we needed to look at the problem differently so I facilitated for a year and um, with child psychiatrists, psychologists, headmasters, normal teachers, marketing people, people from different areas of, of uh, life. We also looked around the world for programs that might help our children. So the first, the first thing that was interesting, Francesca, was the first point is where do you put the education? Do you put it in primary schools mm. or secondary schools? And everyone was unanimous in saying, by the time our can get to secondary school, they need the tools. So um, three things came out of it. Don't put any more pressure on uh, on, the, on the teachers and the schools from a human resource and financial point of view. Mm. Um, so we created coaches that go into school and upsell the teachers to teach it. The second thing is it has to be curriculum based. So it has to be solid, curriculum based. and has to be able to be easily implemented. The third thing that we that we came up with needs to be co-designed because what might work in Mangere might not work in Invercargill, might not work in Tauranga, might not work in northernson
0: man um Sir John Cohen he seems to be taking a lot of responsibility for the youth mental health crisis was he ba- he was basically saying there that the crisis is so bad it's giving him a mental health crisis is that what it was I don't think it's all his fault but... um it's good that he's taking action. That's for sure. He's trying to make something happen. And somebody is. Um, I mean, we're under it resourced all across the medical system, aren't we? Apparently, all our gear is out of date now as well. Oh, awesome. What kind of equipment are we talking about here?
1: Um, when we talk about medical devices, there's actually quite a big scope. So, we can be talking about things like PPE, so gloves and gowns. Um, right through to the other end of the spectrum where you're talking about multi-million dollar MRI machines or very complex surgical equipment. So right. a, a very big scope, yeah.
0: Right. I think a- in everything from so disposables awesome. to uh, yes, the right. top of the line sort of equipment. What is yeah, wrong? Right. What is wrong with the way we procure, buy this stuff?
1: Um, I mean, I I think it's probably important to say that, you know, this isn't really a conversation about medical devices and equipment being outdated. This is really about clinicians wanting the best health outcomes for their patients.
0: Um, That sounds really bad. It also sounded really bad how she kept saying it's a big scope when they're talking about medical equipment. There's procedures, you know, that I might have to have done in the future... And I'd prefer a smaller scope, I think. Just saying. The newer scopes might be a bit smaller, a bit more comfortable. Um, We're uncomfortable about gun violence as well. Is this because the gun buyback was a complete failure or not? The real benefit of the gun
3: buyback scheme will be realised over time when gangs and criminals can no longer steal weapons that have been legally purchased by law-abiding gun owners. Previously, it wasn't difficult to continuously supply a black market with military-style rifles, and with no gun register, it was impossible to track anything. But now, the source has dried up. Gangs will have to rely on their current caches, on legal firearms, or on smuggling illegal weapons into New Zealand. Even though the buyback scheme meant law-abiding citizens were stripped of their military-style rifles, ultimately it should also restrict the supply of those weapons to those who have illicit intentions. I know that um, right now, (laughs) it's not a lot of comfort, right? It is little comfort in this minute, especially for the communities in which gang-related gun violence is most prevalent. So what more can we do today? Well ACT might have opposed the gun buyback scheme when that was introduced but the party also wants a different law change to help with the current violence. If a lawful police search discovers an illegal operation, a gang member and an illegal gun, the Crown would be able to apply to fast track the seizure of assets. This is not a silly idea.
0: I still just can't help thinking we could just stop shooting things. All together. Apparently, we need to shoot things. Anyway, um, the Chiefs uh, are, are making their best shot for the uh, Super Finals. They've just got one little hurdle in their way. I believe it's a team called, hang on, let me look this up, the Crusaders? sure that won't be a problem. Anyway, uh, they dispatched whoever it was that they were playing over the weekend.
4: Anything different in the build-up, given it was a, a win or go home situation, or did you try and approach the weekend in, in a similar fashion to a regular season game? Uh, it's a bit of both. You try and obviously just replicate your week in week out of what you do that you know works for you. Um, but you know, I just think qualifying rugby or just finals rugby in general just create that little bit of extra edge that you know there is no next week if you don't get it right. So. Um, you know, there was a bit of edge of training, which was needed. Um, and then, you know, I think we saw tonight, um, you know, the Waratahs still had their moment, especially in that third 20 minutes after half um They came back a little bit, but we were able well to negate the pressure and uh, get the win in the end. But, yeah, there was a good, a good amount of energy from the boys tonight. Yeah, a week ago, obviously, uh, up in La uh the uh, Fijian Drua came back at you late in the game. Were you pretty keen to make sure that didn't happen again? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I think it was actually quite good for us. Obviously, that we ended up getting the win, but at the same time, understanding that the game's not over till the final whistle goes. And um, you know, we we're up by 22 points at 10 minutes to go against Fiji, and they came back and um, showed us that anything can happen, and it was awesome from then. But um, yeah, it was probably a, a patch in that game tonight where you know we just, like I said, the momentum shifted a little bit in the Waratahs' favour, and uh, we just had to hold on.
0: Yes, so that was a. I saw a bit of that game and I saw that bit of that game he was talking about there where they seemed to have it all under control and then they didn't seem to have it all under control all of a sudden. Is that sort of what happened with the Hurricanes game versus the Brumbies, where they looked like they had it all under control and then they they didn't have it all under control and then they didn't have it all under control. I was away uh, with some friends over the long weekend and and we were sharing a a sort of a cabin uh, with another couple. And he was—he stayed up to watch that Brumbies game. The, 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 the bloke from the other couple, and there was a lot of shouting. I don't know how well he slept after that. He seemed to be very upset. Anyway, uh, we're going to finish up here. Uh, maybe he had a lotto win though—that would have cheered him up. Uh, and now you can win three times a week, aren't you lucky? How concerned are you about this uh, this move or this suggestion?
1: Well, oh, very concerned, and I just wanted to pick up on a comment that um, former Minister Peter Dunn made. I don't think there is a strong enough case or evidence to, um, I suppose, justify getting a third draw. Obviously, he was the one in charge of or who, who uh, enabled the second draw. I think if we really um, take a step back and sort of take scope of the um, the whole environment of Lotto, so it was a, a you know a family... Get together on a Saturday evening, um, you know, check your numbers and see if you're you're going to be able to retire on the Sunday morning. (laughs) The landscape has completely changed, and I am very fearful of the potential that this could open up. And and as um, uh, former Minister Peter Dunn did say, problem gamblers only make up a very small segment of the total gambling population, but they are so significantly harmed by... Um, the products that are marketed to them or made available to them to keep them hooked. And it's a silent addiction that many people suffer from or, or, you know, kids are suffering because of their their parents' addiction to the thing that isn't necessarily visible. You can't see them being intoxicated by alcohol. You can't see them um, smoking a cigarette because they're hidden in little nooks and crannies in, Mm. you know, pokey machines, pokey machine outlets and, and the like. So to be able to then move that, um, problematic behaviour or the addictive um, opportunity into the, you know, and making more online games available. Because that's the other part of this, yeah. this um, kaupapa, <laughs> is that, you know, it's not just the, the third night of a lotto draw, it's actually looking at increase, yeah. significantly increasing the presence of online gambling. We already know that that's a huge and significant issue coming forward.
0: yeah People are using the word kaupapa a lot more, aren't they? Um, I guess we're just going to have to. get... You don't know what that means. It's a principle or policy. Um, it's fine. Uh, I just it's annoying. It's annoying when people use words that perhaps not everybody understands, and then don't explain what they mean. If you want people to use them. You probably need to explain what they mean. Anyway, that's just my personal bugbear um but certainly uh making gambling easier and easier and easier it's a bit of a worry the manager i think she's logged out of her online lotto because we've got a strict policy that we don't buy a lotto unless the prize is over 10 million um and i think she was worried that if she just got a notification from a Pawanui real estate agent that there was a batch that was a bit cheaper. And by a bit cheaper, I mean not very cheap at all. That she's gonna then buy a ticket if it's only nine million. So, she just didn't wanna go down that slippery slope. Wise woman. I'm Glenn ZB, I am not wise, but I will be back here again for another musical ZB tomorrow. See you then.